is Irina. Welcome to the Grow and Learn podcast. Today we're going to be in help of small businesses. Our guest today is Roger Pearson. He's a master tax advisor and in the past 20 years he's been helping small companies uh, set their operations up safe from taxes and um, um, and also he's been preparing courses which is something that I'm also interested to hear because not a lot of people that are starting a business can immediately afford a tax advisor. So maybe uh, they have an easier entry to knowledge and to saving and all kinds of benefits tax related. So hi, Roger. Good morning. <laughs> I'm based in Europe. So for me, it's late afternoon. Oh, it's, <laughs> Good morning it's late afternoon. You. Okay. <laughs> Where are you based, Roger? I'm in Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. So tell me a bit about your, your professional path. How did you end up being a tax advisor? What brought you to on the path of creating courses? And what is special about the courses that, you, that you're creating? Okay. You know, I've been a, a small business person off and on all my life uh, since I was for the last 50 years, actually. And I've tried a lot of things. I found a lot of things I didn't like. I mean, I was had a lawn care business for and landscaping for a, a while. I said, no, I don't like working out in 103 degree temperatures in the summer. And that's not for me. And I tried a custodial business once and I found out, well, I don't really like to have employees not showing up for work and that type of thing. And so I did that for a couple of years and got out of that. And I've tried multi-level marketing. I've tried all kinds of things, but. In the 90s, um, I went back into the corporate world and back into management because I've been in management off and on. And uh, in three, in a course of 10 years, I was downsized three times because uh, the 90s, you know, everybody was downsizing. All the corporations were downsizing. And, and I would come in one day and say, well, your company, your, your position has been eliminated. Your mm-hmm. entire level of management positions were eliminated. And after having that happen to me three times in 10 years, I said, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So about 2001, yep, uh, my sister-in-law says, why don't you go take this tax course? Maybe you could just do it part-time, you know, and make some money until you decide what you do want to do. So I did it. And uh, it's, it's strange sometimes how life works, you know. I found that I loved doing it. And with my uh, business background uh, and entrepreneurial background, I found I really enjoyed helping small business people uh, because there's really no way, uh, there's really no education for small business anymore in this country. I mean, the country used to be built on things, you know, like apprenticeships and things, but uh, they don't teach how to, how to even start a small business or what the responsibilities are or the things you need to. And, uh, even in the years that I was teaching tax classes uh, for new people, uh, I would have uh, people that were business, uh, in business, business majors in college, and they would tell me, my professors don't even teach me any of this stuff. They say, if I want, if I ask questions about it, they say, well, you have to go learn that elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, that's not a very good business education. But then the colleges teach business to get you ready for the corporate world. That's right. Not for the world of working for yourself. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So 
after um, uh, after about 15 years of this, and people ask me, well, where can I learn all of this? I really didn't have uh, a place. So I started a website, um, a company and a website, and I was putting the information out there. And uh, there's a lot of good information on my corporate site. But I found that people needed something a little bit more. So, you know, I took what I've done for the last two decades in, in um, helping people restructure their businesses and teaching them what they need to know at the, at the tax desk. But, you know, I can, only, I can only help those people that sit in front of me. And I says, well, there's got to be a way that I can help the rest of the country that doesn't live here in Tampa. And uh, so I, I started to study course creation and those things. And I sit down and I wrote an entire course on the legal, all the different legal foundations, you know, and how you need to transition from one to another. When's the proper time to do that? Or if you, somebody, an opportunity comes along, you would have the knowledge, to know how to approach it and whether it was a good opportunity or not, uh, and, and not get yourself in trouble. And then how to organize all of your paperwork because uh, your accounting is only as good as your organization and, and the way you keep uh, organized, not necessarily an accounting course. That's not my thing as accounting, but how you organize things so the accountants and tax preparers you work with can do the best job for you, you know. And the third aspect, of course, is taxes. And what a lot of people going into business don't realize is that taxes are probably one of the largest expenses to your business. Mm -hmm. A small sole proprietor, uh, for instance, can pay up to, with state taxes, they can pay up to 50% of the net profits just in taxes, yeah. you know, if they're not structured properly. So and I put all of that information, what the tax consequences of all the different legal formats are, and plus some um, ways that you can use the tax laws to uh, help you reduce your taxes. You know, just like the large corporations do. A lot of people don't think about this, but, you know, that you, you hear these stories about the large companies, you know, not paying much in taxes. Well, that's because they have a bunch of tax preparers and their old agents that they go out and they know the tax laws and they use the tax laws to their clients' favor. And this is what I do, but on a small scale with small business people. Mm -hmm. Actually, in Europe and I know in Canada, there are some business courses for small um, corporations that are organized by the unemployment agencies. Uh, but that's, of course, you know, when, when somebody's looking for a job and they can't find them a job, they say, okay, maybe you can start your own business. Here's a course. <laughs> but for people that want to start their business, you know, outright and have no particular business education, or even if they do, but they don't know all of these details, they would need to hire uh, external help. So what do you have to say for or against hiring a tax advisor, an accountant? Do you still need to learn these things? Yeah, and the reason is, uh, for instance, let me give you an example. If you owned a plumbing business, for instance, and you were to hire a plumber for your business, you would want to interview them. But you couldn't interview them properly if you didn't know plumbing to find out if they knew what they were talking about. And the same is true uh, with an accountant or a tax professional. And if you, at some point in your business, you absolutely want to bring those people onto your team. 
And but you need to be able to interview them just like any other employee, Mm -hmm. because they're not all created equal. I I know that because I spent uh, two decades correcting the mistakes uh, that other people have made that people of trust, you know, they just, oh, well, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll hire a uh, certified, a certified uh, accountant, you know, a CPA, and they should know it. But that's not necessarily true because they're not required to take tax classes, mm-hmm. um, except in their initial certification. Um, they're not a, they're not uh, required to keep up with all the various tax laws and things. Well, when you know though the different uh, aspects of the tax laws and legal uh, and so forth. You can sit down and you can tell if this person is is going to be good or not, you know, because I find that a good, for instance, a good tax repair is one that will sit down with you and learn your business mm-hmm. because they can't do the best job for you unless they learn your business and sit down and they talk with you and they interview you as well as you interviewing them. That is going to be a good tax repair for you, you know, but if they just say, well, just drop all the paperwork off to me and and uh, I'll call you when it's done, that I would turn around and walk away from because all their answers is that you're just a number to them. You know, they don't really care what you're doing. You're just a number to them. So these are the things you need to look at when you are hiring uh, people to handle your money. Yeah. You mentioned that uh, in your career development, at some point you wanted to, ha- you learned a lot about taxes and started helping small companies um, re- get some of their taxes back. Can you share with us some of the um, tax deductions that they should or that they can potentially uh, observe when they start a business or when they're at the beginning still? With well, um, here, in, here, in, here, in the, here in the States, um, we have uh, tax laws like uh, depreciation, something called depreciation, for instance. Let, I'll, just, I'll use that as a, that's one of the big ones. I love it's called depreciation. Yeah. Now, what that is, is when you buy uh, a piece of property or not property, a piece of uh, equipment, for instance, uh, for your business, and it has a, a life more than a year, uh, by law, you're required to not write the whole thing off the first year when you buy it, if it's over $2,500. Uh, you have to uh, like uh, deduct it over five years or seven years, all the way up to 39 and a half years for commercial property. And but there are the thing about tax laws, probably in any country you're in, is there's always an exception to the rule uh, written in there by politicians who are trying to help somebody will help the, you know, their donors. Uh, that's the way politics works. But so you can use the depreciation tables. Uh, and, um, and the other things, for instance, you could write the whole thing off in certain years, the, the you can write the whole thing off the first year, or you can choose to um, uh, write part of it off this year and deduct the rest of it this year. You know, if you're in a business and for your instance, okay, this year is kind of slow, you're buying stuff, you're starting out, but you have a big contract coming in and you know that you're going to need uh, more deductions next year because you're going to make a lot more money. There's a way to use depreciation tables to shove some of that until the next year when you're going to need depreciation more than use it this year when it wouldn't do you any good. Mm-hmm. So these are the type of things that I look at in the tax law to try to help my clients is, is how to use the laws to, uh, to uh, manipulate 
how much taxes they're going to pay in any one year. You know, this is what a good tax preparer will do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any, they're not shenanigans, but a- any exceptions or any special uh, clauses that one can observe as um, taking into account their individual expenses that can be transferred onto the company that, that people are uh, aware of usually? People try to, one of the worst things you can do is co-mingle funds. Otherwise, uh, businesses should always have their separate uh, checking accounts, uh, credit card accounts, uh, whatever thing. You should put a, a, a big line up between your personal and your business. You know, can the business reimburse you for money you take out of your own pocket? Yes, they can. There's ways to do that. But you should never, like, pay your personal expenses out of your business account or vice versa. You should never do that. Uh, that's what uh, the tax authorities in whatever country you're in are really frown on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what are your courses about? My courses now, my paid, my uh, on the website, the free stuff has got all kinds of stuff from uh, the legal and the organization and so forth. Uh, to marketing and, and social media and all kinds of other stuff. I have some good stuff out there. I have a, have a YouTube channel, which I do a lot of this stuff on. But the basic course is, is um, you got three sections to it. It's, got, it's actually got over seven hours worth of video instruction on it. It's a college-level course, mm-hmm. the stuff they don't teach you in college. And the first whole section is about all the different uh, legal formats in the United States. It's basically for uh, United States uh, laws here, because uh, that's where most of my market is. But um, it teaches all the different ones, because you know what you start out with, you, you, a lot of people start out just as small. They're testing the market. They're seeing if they like, and they'll just do sole proprietorship. Well, when's the time to move over to a corporate structure where we can shelter part of your taxes? And uh, it goes through all of that stuff. The second part of the course is how to organize all of your paperwork, you know, and it goes into uh, mileage logs and all kinds of other stuff that you how you how you need to keep track of stuff, how you need to keep track of buying equipment and so forth and so on. Uh, And the third part is the uh, taxability, the tax consequences of each of the different legal formats that are out there. And a lot of people might say that, okay, well, I'm just this little business. I don't need to know all of that. You know, I'll just hire somebody that knows all that. But of course, for instance, in the United States, depending on what state you're in, there's five different types of partnerships, you know, out there. And uh, if somebody come across to you today and say, hey, I found this great new thing. Why don't we become partners and we'll make some money? Would you know what to do? Would you know how to take the proper way to take uh, advantage of that opportunity without putting yourself in jeopardy, you know, and the legalities of it? No. By educating yourself on the entirety of what uh, business structures are and tax structures are, uh, it gives you the knowledge to be able to take care of any opportunity that may come across, including your, per- your you know, the one you're in. And I think this is also true to if you're in a management track at a, a company, knowing how companies work is probably going to give you a heads up because opportunities come across in management also. 
you know, because I spent many years in management. And I think that my business background as an entrepreneur helped me in that because I understood when the 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 uh, executives and the managers were talking about things, I understood all of this stuff. So uh, I was able to make better decisions. And I think I probably went up through the ranks a little bit faster than somebody who didn't have that background and that knowledge. Great. So your website is called uh, seagulltechnologies.com? That is the main corporate website. Seagull is spelled like the bird. Yeah. <laughs> And here, everybody can find your courses. What else do you offer as services apart from your courses? I do also have consulting services for people that just the looking uh, for a little bit of mentorship, you know, that have questions that they need to ask and they can't find anybody locally or anything. I certainly have that where I'll actually go in and analyze business structures and, and, and give advice uh, uh, on all of these subjects. So I have that also. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. May I ask you a question from your course that you just mentioned the content of? Sure. So well, what, what in particular? Uh, so, so at what point do you consider, and is it a financial consideration? At what point do you consider the change in financial structure from uh, sole proprietorship to a corporation? Is there a threshold that uh, takes into account the local taxes and the, the governmental yeah or? you know uh, going into a corporate structure it costs more because you have uh, state licenses uh, uh, and uh, and so forth that you have to pay it's an additional cost in having your taxes prepared for instance it's probably additional cost in your accounting so you have to you really need to wait to go up to uh, a corporate structure until it can save you more than the additional cost of doing it. And that's really the way to look at it, mm -hmm. you know. The thing about when you change from one to another, basically, is the things you have to look at is that if the cost of changing to uh, another format saves you more money or not. And a lot of people will start out, oh, I want to be a corporation and everything, and they don't realize the cost of doing that. It's hundreds of dollars because you have the, the cost of um, the state uh, licenses and, and so forth, and the cost, extra cost of accounting, the extra cost of doing tax returns and so forth. It's going to cost you hundreds of dollars more than a simpler format. Um, so you have to look at that. And then the other thing is, I mean, the, the reason we have something called an S corporation here in the States, it's, I mean, uh, it's a lot of people have heard that word. They heard that word, but they don't realize how it can actually save them money. And essentially what it is, is when you get up to, uh, I think you're making over probably fifty to $60,000 in, in that profit, and that's when you should probably uh, transfer because you're required to start uh, paying yourself a salary at that point, though. And, um, but that usually runs between 40 and 60% of your net profit is what the Internal Revenue Service wants to see. But the rest of that money then comes down as investment income and it's not subject to that 15.3% tax. Well, you get 15.3% of 20, 30, $40,000, that can save you a lot of money in taxes. Mm -hmm. So uh, these are the things that a good tax preparer is gonna guide you through as you build your business. What is the most fulfilling part of your job, Roger? What do you enjoy most? Well, you know, the 
the thing about me, I've gotten, you know, I'm in my 70s now, and I've gotten to the, the, the point in life that it's not so much about the money, you know. Uh, it's, it's never really been about the money. What is important to me is how many people's lives that I can improve. And this is why I, I'm doing all of this, to help as many people as possible be successful, because small businesses are really the backbones of our economies. And the, the stronger they are and the more successful they are, the more, the better for all of us, you know? I mean, the, you know, you hear about the corporations and all of that and all the silly things they do, but when it comes down to it, it's the mom and pops out there working that are they're really the important part of the business. And that's a part of the business that I want to support and that I want to help succeed. There's, there's, there's uh, you know, it's just like I had a painter. And when I first, he first started, he, uh, he was just himself. He was you know, doing the bids, he was doing everything, he was painting the houses and so forth and so on. And I worked with him over a decade. And by, at the end of the decade, uh, we were able to, he had, uh, he wasn't painting houses. He had a dozen crews out working and all he did was uh, go out and, and even hired a salesperson. So he just was administrator of his business, but it took a lot of, it, it took a lot of work negotiating the tax code to get him to that point where he could keep in profitability uh, to do all the things that he wanted to do. And, and when I see that, that's, I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome that I was helped to somebody do that. You know, that, that's what really uh, in, that I enjoy is, is seeing when somebody else succeeds and being able to help them do that. That that's that's the thing that's uh, really important. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for the insights, and uh, I encourage everybody who needs who might need Roger Pearson's help to go to SeagullTechnologies.com, and um, you take it from there, Roger. <laughs> Yes, I invite anybody to check it out, check all the free stuff. I have links to everything from my main corporate site, and I think you'll find a lot of great stuff there. If you if you want to know something that's not there, just shoot me a hit contact and shoot me uh, an email, and I'll, I'll be more than happy to help out. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Grow and Learn. We hope that you found our podcast informative, engaging, and inspiring. Our mission is to help you keep growing and learning, and we hope that our conversations and insights have provided you with practical advice and useful perspectives. If you're looking for personalized support and guidance to help you achieve your personal or professional growth objectives, I offer a range of services to help. As a trusted management partner and mentor, I work with businesses in the process of transformation, looking for new streams of business, as well as M&A. With an extensive professional network of experts and mentors, I can bring on board the right person or team based on the specific needs of the company I'm working with. To learn more about the services I offer and how I can help you achieve your goals, visit my website at growandlearn.org. You can also reach out to me via email or social media. I'd love to hear from you. And if you enjoyed this episode of Grow and Learn, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. Your feedback is important to us and it helps us to continue to create content that is relevant and valuable to our listeners. Thanks again for listening and we look forward to sharing more insights and perspectives with you in the future.